Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the main event. You're here with me again, Daniel. And Aaron. And Aaron, we are joined by Matt, who is at LeafyDragon underscore FPL. How are you doing, Matt? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, great. Uh, ready to chat some uh, Champions League fantasy for a change. Happy days. It's nice to have someone else with the same accent as us. If, I feel like uh, people might think we only invite exclusively people from Newcastle, but that will change, I promise. <laughs> Matt, uh, so obviously you're quite big in the, the FPL Twitter community these days. Do you just want to let everyone know who you are, what you're doing, what's going on in the life of Matt? Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much just stressing over my, my wild card at the minute. Uh, whether that was right or wrong, I mean, that's a big debate, isn't it, at the minute, whether whether you should be wildcarding this week. But uh, yeah, I'm doing it anyway. Um, looking forward to Ronaldo captain. He's going to uh, potentially back our Newcastle. Um, smash with a bit. Yeah, yeah, terrifying, but it's one of those things, isn't it? It's, it was always going to be us who was part against. Uh, I, so, saw, yeah, I, I mean, saw a meme that... Um... That said that Ronaldo is over 100 goals away from Rooney's record, and it would not surprise me if he gets that against Newcastle this weekend. Yeah, going to break it at Newcastle, 136 goals away. Everyone seems to break against us, so if you're shy of a goal or two, like we always seem to let people have them. I oh, mean, we love it. Yeah, speaking of Newcastle, like I've, I've started doing work with um, Gallagher Shots uh, YouTube channel, which is like a Newcastle fan-specific channel. So doing a lot of FPL videos for them, like more specific Newcastle United players and I run a league for them which has like 300 and odd people in. Um, I'm in that league actually. I'm in I'm in the Gallagher Shots League. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll say that you ahead of me. I think you're like third or something. You, you had a really strong start. Uh, I've, I think I've, had a, I've had an uncharacteristically good start. I'm usually terrible at the beginning. I'm I'm very much a late finisher usually at FPL, but I've, I've done all right this year so far. I've, it won't last. Yeah, yeah. Oh, great start. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping I'll catch you up because obviously if you're a Newcastle supporter and you're beating us uh, and you've got Newcastle content, <laughs> I'd be worried that they'll start looking over at you thinking, what, why is he doing videos? And he, Gotta um, get shots. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, obviously I'm really lucky that I'm doing that and I'm also doing um, FPL juice stuff as well. So I'm a juicer for Newcastle United for them. So I do regular videos kind of giving an update on like our upcoming fixtures captaincy picks whether you want to yeah. captain castle player and stuff like that so it's quite nice being quite busy with with uh fancy fancy premier league sort of stuff so nice it's great it's great to see you getting about a bit and you are a great twitter feed to follow to be honest you've got a very entertaining little little feed going on it's, i saw your uh your meme earlier on with the wrestling with ronaldo squeezing uh, Ray Mysterio, who was Newcastle's defence's head in. Yeah, I, I saw that today. It was um, somebody said, oh, I remember watching this as a child, and I legit thought Ray Mysterio had died. And then <laughs> I instantly thought, like, yeah, that, that is what Ronaldo's going to do to like Federico Fernandez on the pitch at St. James's Park. So I am I not know. looking forward to it. Uh, so I'm guessing you've gone, you've gone Ronaldo on your wild card. Then no, are you, are you going to avoid Lukaku? Are you just going for one premium up top? One premium up top. Uh, I think it's going to end up with Antonio Calvert-Lewin and, and Ronaldo, which seems very templatey. Um, yeah. With the view that, well, I'm potentially going to move Antonio out for Bamford uh, to play us, kind of target exactly. Newcastle a little bit. 
I know, total fraud. Um, and then Absolutely. Potentially move uh, Ronaldo to Lukaku in game week seven. seven. But, yeah, but the thing is, I can see because he's going to probably do so well, I can't see many people having the having the like willpower to actually transfer him out. So it's going to be a tricky one in week seven where you actually risk it or whether you try and save save a couple of free transfers and try and kind of build a kind of Ronaldo Lukaku double up. Well, I don't think your spot on these podcasts is going to be under threat from me because I can get Ronaldo with my two free transfers and I'm not going to. Ooh. I think I might be the only person who can get him in the world for free, but I've just got... I, I'd just rather not. I'm going to go for a Wolves defender and Dominic Calvert-Lewin to replace Danny Ings. Genuinely. No. So I don't think th- uh, this is where my season goes thoroughly downhill. But never mind. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. Could be quite a, a power move. We'll see. I don't want to bring him in and then share against Newcastle. It's just not my style. I mean, it didn't work last time. I had Ben Rahm on the bench first game of the season. Mm. Yeah, I didn't even have any West Ham, and, then, and that was it for for us. And yeah, it wasn't. It I wasn't had Antonio good. at least, but and I benched Soufal, so that was a good move. But we yeah. are here to talk about UCL. Hopefully, some people have now joined. Obviously, we usually try and wait a few minutes. So, Matt, we are here to be relatively kind about your your Champions League team. You're not Nathan or Cameron, so don't need to absolutely smash it a bit. Uh, <laughs> so, Aaron, do you want to bring up Matt's team? And he can talk us through it. So, yeah. Um, Let's start with your goalkeepers. We'll go from back to front. So, yeah, I've gone with um, Benu from Sevilla. He's, I think he's going to be quite a popular pick. I was surprised that he was only 6% owned, really, because Sevilla are quite strong at the back, aren't they? Yes. Um, and at 5 million, I mean, obviously, you could argue you could drop him down to a 4.5 and save the 0.5, but I don't really see the need. And I've, I've took a bit of a risk on the other goalkeeper. So I kind of want somebody who I can not put all my eggs in one basket, but have a little bit more faith in. So I feel like with the new, I've got that. Um, and the other goalkeeper, uh, wait and see if I can pronounce his name. I've got to read yes, that. Yes, uh, So it's <laughs> Anathasiadis, uh, who plays for Sheriff. Um, he's 4.5 and he's a very, very little owned, surprisingly. Um, he's got a tough group, but I'm kind of hoping for some save points. And in that first game, he's at home against Shakhtar. So that's that there's a very slim chance that he might get a clean sheet for me if Benu fails. Um, I noticed as well that in 11 competitive games, I mean, obviously, they're not going to be that competitive because they're in some <laughs> somewhere. But um, they've got 11 games unbeaten and they've only lost two of those games and they've only conceded like four goals so they must have a fairly decent defence um, or the goalkeeper's amazing so I'm hoping that I can rely a bit more on Benu and kind of just go in the Moldovan league is that is that where they're from Moldova is, am I right yeah, in that? yeah. I've heard of quite an underrated league okay <laughs> <laughs> I can't protest I've ever seen anything of, of a Moldovan Football league yeah. game. Uh, so yeah, pretty much he's just going to be like a bit of a carefree kind of punt. And to be honest, if I'm unlucky that Benu doesn't keep a clean sheet with the with the um, group that he's got, then it's just one of those things. I think I'm not going to be too too bothered about it. And then I'll move on to my defence. So I've gone for yeah. the 
double up, which I think is going to be fairly popular again. It was last season, wasn't it? Um, Chelsea are obviously a really strong defensive team, uh, especially under, obviously when Tuchel took over. Um, and yeah, I think Aspilicueta is only 5 mil. Yes. So I think, they've, I don't know whether they've priced them right or whether they're expecting them to be rotated out for somebody, but uh, I thought that was a bit of a steal, actually. Uh, then I've got Varane, which I had a bit of a dilemma before we streamed because I was kind of, I've listened to what the, the group, I think it was Group H video or something like that. And you guys. Yeah, I mean, we, we're confused by our own group videos, so don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, definitely one of the groups. And you mentioned um, Lamella, and I've been harping on about him like since the, the fixtures got released because he had three goals. And I only realized now that he um, hadn't started any game. So I was yeah. like, want players who are going to start. So I needed to kind of find five million from somewhere. So I downgraded short to Varane uh, and put Lamella up to Casemiro because he's a um, ball recovery magnet. Yeah. Uh, but that's still, I'm really kind of still unsure about that because I really like Shaw. And I think Varane's a bit prone to a few errors and things like that. So yes. we'll see. Could change that. And then obviously your mega pick in Moreno at 4 million is is in there. Uh to be honest, that's me not blindly following you, but I mean, it would be dumb not to follow that, wouldn't it? Really? Yeah, uh, we've got we've got a bit of an update on the Marino situation, but we'll talk about that later. I still think he's good for a few weeks, though. Oh, don't say that, man! Don't say that. Where am I going to find another? <laughs> Where am I going to find another point five for if I want to upgrade the show as well? Now, to uh, be fair, if if I've, there's there is one other four million defender who is nailed in my team, regardless. I think he's an even better pick, but we'll, we can talk about that later. You continue, because uh, you've got one more defender to talk about, who I am really interested in myself as well. Yeah, so again, I'm going to need help pronouncing his. Is it Mazu, Mazuari? Maz, Mazuri? What's his name from Ajax? Yes, <laughs> what's his name from Ajax? <laughs> That's his name. Yeah, that, wing back that is guy. it. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> hey, see, dummy research. So yeah, obviously... <laughs> Um, again, 4.5 million. I didn't want to fall into that trap of having too many Ajax players. Although it looks like they're probably going to win the group, you, you kind of worry about them defensively. And, and I am kind of only having him for his potential attack and returns because um, I don't really have much faith in them defensively. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Kante is the obvious choice because he's cheap and he's going to have ball recovery points. I think he's like over 50% owned. Is he not? Like 51%. He's the highest home player in the game, I think. No, because wow. if you look right next to your team, it's uh, Haaland, 57, Kante, 52. Oh, yeah, there we go, 52%. Yeah, it's right in front of my eyes, yeah. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> yeah, so um, obviously I, I think he's a really easy enabler to have and it just means you can spend the money elsewhere um, quite well. And I think, obviously, I mentioned Casemiro. I think he had 89 ball recoveries, so he was the highest scorer in midfielder for ball recoveries last season um, and for 6.5 million for Real Madrid it's again I feel like it's kind of a no-brainer I, I don't really want to put too much money in midfield because I feel like you either want to punt a lot of money on players who are going to potentially get attacking returns but you're doomed straight away if they don't because they're going to get one or two points and miss out on any ball recovery points whereas there's the odd chance Casemiro gets a fluky goal against somebody plays in the in the game week two or game week three. Yeah. And 
win chance. But like I say, the likes of Salah and people like that don't tend to get the ball recoveries. And if they've got a, a hard fixture, I would be concerned that you, you're looking at two points. Whereas Casemiro for 6.5 might regularly get you four, four or five steady points a game. Um, you might tell us I'm wrong here, but I'm just kind of... No, uh, <laughs> I totally agree. I think if we were to make a... Um, from our experience of playing this game, if we were to make like a Hall of Fame team, like Casemiro and Gundogan are like the two middle of the road midfielders that would just be in every single time with Kante probably. Uh, Casemiro loves nabbing a cheeky goal, a cheeky assist, loads of ball recoveries. And you're right, the more attacking players tend not to get any ball recovery. Salah is usually good for one ball recovery point, I think because of their gag and press. That, well, uh, it's less of a gag and press now, but this the press quite high and... Aaron Aaron had Salah for bits last season. Every time I saw you get like one recovery, but for ten and a half million, is one ball recovery point enough for fee blanks? It's I, I think the answer is obviously no. So I totally understand you thinking with that one hundred percent. Obviously, obviously, Ireland's going to be higher, isn't it? Like yeah. you could have like four four points every week from Casemiro, but then that's totally pointless if Salah goes and gets a hat trick against yeah. somebody like the, the week after, and you think, well, you know, never mind. Um, yeah. me, me, I'm really excited about this pick actually I kind of looked at this one all by myself <laughs> I didn't listen to kind of um, your shows just to get this idea right. uh, it's Gon- Gonsalves Gon- again pronunciation might be a bit wrong there Yeah, uh, Lisbon, uh, 8 million um, he just excites me because I think I looked in the back end of last season the last 9 games he got 8 goals Um. And then he started off pretty well this season. He's got three and four, and he's on pens. So, maybe like... Eight million, man. Million, yeah. And he just seems to be involved in everything. I mean, he's blanked the last two games, but I don't think Sporting have been that good in the last couple. Um, But yeah, he just seems involved, really heavily involved. And in a, in a kind of price point that I don't think is that interesting. I mean, I don't think midfield that interesting this season, you can see by me team. Yeah, Billy um, and somebody who's potentially on on penalties in a in a group that's quite open could be quite a good little pick. Yeah, we um we got some stick because we didn't give him enough love on our on our group's preview. Uh and I think it, it was it's nothing to do with the player himself. I think you're right in what you say, Matt. It's that he's in that awkward price point anyway, where I think for eight million he is considered firmly a punt now mm-hmm. your reasoning for taking that punt is very good he is the talisman and he's on penalties it's a good a reason as any to take a punt uh, i just think when we were doing our groups it was a bit like ooh, should we have him should we not so yeah. I, I i think as far as a punt goes it's as good as any as you're going to get especially as you say i think for me there are three midfielders rated 10 million and above that are interesting and one of them is injured. So it's midfield's a bit of a barren wasteland this year. Yeah. And I think it means you can get, get your money put into your defense and your, your strikers, which I think that's where the points are in the group stages at the minute. Um, yes. Especially with your strikers, cause you're going to captain them. Like if, if I look at my team now, I feel like all three of those guys could get me some, some mega points for that, that first week. If I captained them, uh, so obviously Lewandowski, I had Lukaku, 
um, not that long ago. I, th- I had a, I had Lukaku today. Then I think I can't remember what I did now. I downgraded. I got rid of Gorsons. Yeah. And replaced him with um, Moreno, and then upgraded Lukaku to um, Lewandowski. Just because I, I think you, um, I think it was Aaron potentially mentioned it. He said it's Barcelona the first fixture, but it doesn't matter because he's one of the best finishers in the in the world. And it's not like Barcelona has still this mega force who are really sure at the back. Um, and that obviously got the cogs turning. Um, I love how you guys are just letting me talk, and you probably Aaron's probably writing notes down, like saying wrong, wrong. No, no. Uh, I mean, spo- spoiler alert: uh, you've got the same front three as me. So, oh, that's that uh, confidence. Anyway, so yeah, <laughs> good stuff. So yeah, I mean, obviously, Holland. Holland is again probably one of the, like a, a generational talent. He's going to be mega. He already probably he already is, um, and I, I can probably guarantee that he's going to get a hell of a lot of goals this season, uh, and probably line up a move uh, on bigger and brighter things in the summer. Um, and then Ronaldo is again. It speaks for himself, really. Um, yeah, he, the guy scores for fun. I think I watched um, FPL Black Box the other week, and they were on about how he had had 168 shots yeah. in, in Serie A last year, and um, he had 50 of them blocked, and 59 or something were on target. So just, and he has a shot on target every like 40 minutes. So it's yeah, like it's, it's insane. So I think he's going to be my captain week one. Uh, sorry, uh, game match day one. Um, I think because he plays first, doesn't he? It'll be him and then Harland. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, yeah, they were saying he's a, a flat track bully, isn't he? And even for the remaining fixtures, one thing I am going to look at with Ronaldo, just for myself, is how he's fared against Villarreal in the past for for Madrid. I appreciate he's a bit older now. I just don't. I don't think his stats are going to drop off that much for when he was at Madrid. Um, so I, I want to look to see if he's actually done well against them as a team, and if he has, he'll definitely be staying on my team. So let's let's talk through this. Uh, I'll make one point, and then I'll let Aaron jump in. And the, the major thing that I can see here is your midfield. We think Kante might be injured. He got injured against Arsenal, rolled his ankle, uh, and we don't know if he's going to be back. So let's... Worst case scenario hat on, he's he's not fit. I think all four of your midfielders play the second day, which isn't massively flexible on trying to maximise points from the first day and then sub in for the second if every single midfielder you've got plays day two. Right. I yeah, think that, that, that was... In, I know how you feel because I've been banging my head against the wall with the same problems. <laughs> I'm like, damn it! Fixtures haven't been kind in that respect. I remember looking. Yeah. Um, it's been quite quite tough to negotiate, really. And it's not like last year where, I th- even though I missed it, um, to everyone else, it was really apparent to limitless wildcard in match day two, but I just don't think that's the case this year. Big teams are playing each other. I think limitless wildcard this year is looking like a game week three or game week five, and game week five might be a bit of rotation. Um, so that isn't helping us either, really. Um, 
just for, for your information with the Marino thing, uh, we had a Villarreal fan message us and basically just say that Marino is in because there are a couple of injured players that have bought a new winger. They do think that Marino is going to be good for the first couple of games and then his position might be at risk. Uh, if you like, So for me, I still think that's fine to keep with Marino if you want to punt him. And then there is uh, Wolfsburg's left back, Rousselon, who is 4 million. He's in my team at the minute. He's in for an injured left back, but he's been Wolfsburg best defender this year. I don't think it's like a Simicast Robertson situation, which we mentioned on the podcast. I think you'll just stay in. Um, and Wolfsburg's defence have been great. And I'm sure they're in a fairly easy group. Let us double check Wolfsburg's group. Who we got here? One million. Um, Sevilla and Salzburg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So as a formula, so he's in, I was Jerome Russell on my team. Just that's entirely up to you. I'm not telling you to take Marino out. I just wanted to give you an updated bit of information. So you've got a better platform to make a decision off. Basically it's up yeah. to you. What, what, what you want to go with. Aaron, do you have any thoughts on the team? Um, I think, we didn't cover but Marco Royce on the bench. I think that's we didn't talk about him, I don't think. But that was really good. Um Varane is I think is quite interesting because one of the videos that I really liked from his debut was him when they were setting up for a set piece and he was talking with Arawan Basaka. He was kind of like imparting some wisdom. <laughs> um and I think in the future, kind of like the way that Van Dyke was when he first came to Liverpool, um, just the the structure was starting to be built in the same way with Thiago Silva with Chelsea. When he first came, he was just constantly talking with like Kurt Zuma and Christiansen, and you can see the levels that they've improved under Silva's guidance. Um, I think in the in the future, Varane will be a good pick, but I think Maguire's the same price. And he's a target for set pieces. Do you think? What do you? What are your thoughts on Varane versus Maguire? Because I think people are more likely to attack in terms of the centre backs. I think people are more likely to attack from the left side because Shaw will be far up the field compared to trying to get past Juan Basaka to get to Varane. If that makes sense, I think Maguire will be more exposed, so it could potentially get more ball recovery points as well. That's a really interesting point, actually. Um, this is why I'm here, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I, I think he's the same price. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? If, if that's true, it, it's definitely an interesting point. And I, I remember looking actually, and Varane wasn't that wasn't that big on um, ball recovery points anyway. He was quite average. Um, yeah. So really, in for is clean sheets. Um, and if, like you say, you're right in the fact that Maguire's targeted for set pieces then. It makes a lot of sense to to move him across, um. So that's a, that's another thing that I'll kind of make a little mental note of, um. In terms of my midfield, it, it's really racking my brain that now though, what you've mentioned before, and I know we're going back a bit about um, having having certain players like obviously come. I can't. I don't have a lot of freedom to rotate. So uh, yeah, that's another thing that I need to think about. I'm already kind of itching to, to go back after this. <laughs> <laughs> Irritating me looking at it now, thinking, right, this needs to change already. Um, yeah, it's no um, it's so annoying. The, the match days can be really annoying. Um, 
obviously it does open you up to to maybe go a bit more punty in midfield. Uh, in defence, how scared are you going to be not having Kimmich, Trent or Hakimi? How scared are you going to be watching these games? I don't know. Like, I have confidence. Like, obviously, I wouldn't pick the team if I didn't have confidence that I'd pick points up elsewhere. Yeah. Um, but in terms of, I'm, I'm, in terms of my, my like, management, I, I'm a real kind of fixture targeting sort of manager. Mm. Like, it doesn't really matter about their ability level because if you wanted to pick a team of all the best players, like, you, would, you wouldn't have the, the funds, would you? And yeah. it's, and obviously, it, the reason that they're obviously priced at that way, it means that if you've got to kind of structure your team around kind of targeting the, the weaker teams. Um, and obviously, um, UCL Fantasy, the fact that those weaker teams are far, far weaker, you can manoeuvre your squad quite well. I think it's two transfers, isn't it, every week? Yeah, two transfers every week. Um, and you are allowed to roll one of them over uh, to make a maximum of three transfers in the group stages. So it's one of those where I kind of think, yeah, I might want Trent or I might want Hakimi, but at this moment in time, they're playing somebody in, in what I'm expecting either to be a high-scoring game or a, a kind of a bit of a nail-bite. I could go either way. And yeah. there's players there in my defence already who I feel like I can already count on them to potentially match them or... Because you can't pick everybody, can you? Like I'd love exactly. A team, I'd love a team of Reese James, Hakimi... Trent, Robertson, like Kimmich, all of these guys. But then obviously I wouldn't be able to afford the, the front line. Whereas somebody who's got Trent, Robertson and all them sort of guys in might not have that same front line. Or, you know what I mean? It, it kind of yeah. would balance itself out. So you can't worry about these things, really. I was playing around earlier, trying to, to just trying to see how ridiculous you can get a team, basically. And you can get that front three in and you can get... A very good defense with the three premiums in, and then your midfield. You've you've got to have like three four point fives in there, and it's just it's just awful. I would much prefer this year if instead of having to pick a legitimate formation, well, I would just pick three strikers and the rest defenders. I just rather have them. I think I think some of them six point five million defenders are going to get more points than eight million midfielders. You've made a good point, actually, because I'm looking. I know I really like Gonzalez, but if, if I needed to, he mm. could be a downgrade um, to I don't know some some ball recovery guy for like six million, and potentially upgrade the likes of Moreno, who's not as stable as what I thought he was. So it, it, there's there's definitely ways in which I could fund it if if needed be. Yeah, the the good thing is that. We found lots of good four million pound defenders. Salzburg have got two. Like I say, Wolfsburg have got one. Marino's good for a couple of weeks. So if you wanted to keep your structure, I still think you can keep a four million in there if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like Aaron's point about Maguire. I didn't even think thought of that because I was thinking, oh, I've got to Wambasaka. Because I, I didn't think. I get what you said when you were like, oh, I need to make a quick change. I put Varane in. You like his fixtures. And then it's just sort of, oh, well, I'll pick it. Because I do that a lot as well. It's just sort of like a placeholder for the team and for the price point. Um, yeah. And now Aaron's gotten into my head. I, I feel like, I fell into, I like I've totally fell into the trap of looking at his ownership, to be honest. Varane's like yeah. the 
one of the, the highest owned defenders. And I think I literally just looked at him on the list and went with the the, the next kind of guy on the screen and because I just wanted a Man United defender. If uh, if Kante is injured, where do you think you're going to go? Or do you think you're just going to keep him because he might play game two and you just don't care? What are you going to do there? 5.5 million. I'd be worried I'd be putting too much faith in Sport and Lisbon, but I, I like the look of Palina. It's it's an easy kind of switch. And then I'd be tempted, actually, because he's only 5 mil, isn't he? Yeah, he's in my team currently, Palinia. He's one of my budgets. I'm going oh, stacked at the back personally. So I've got, yeah. I do have a, a paper thin midfield, and he is one of them. See, I'd be really tempted then if I had 5 mil at 0.5 left over to see what I could get for 8.5. Because I don't really want to double up on on air sporting. I, 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 but then. But then I'm losing the the set pieces. It's it's a tough tough decision. Yeah, I, it's a nice nice way to drop down from Kante if needs be. But like I say, I don't want to put so much faith in Sport and Lisbon because that group could go anywhere. Um, so I'd be worried with that. You you mentioned earlier on you thought Ajax were favourites for their group. Do you think they're favourites over Dortmund? Is that your hot take? Um, well, actually, do you know what? I totally forgot Dortmund were in that group. Is Ajax in the same group as Dortmund? Are they? I, I believe so, unless I I'm horribly wrong. Yes, they are. Yeah, yeah. Sporting, Besiktas, Dortmund, Ajax. So you would have uh, a couple of Dortmund versus a couple of Ajax versus your Sporting. Yeah, no, no, that totally took me by surprise. I remember thinking that Sporting and Ajax are in the same group. And I, I thought for some reason it was Atlanta, but it doesn't matter now. Um, yeah, I, I know I'd fancy Dortmund, to be honest, ahead of them now. I'm going to backtrack because I totally forgot yeah. they were in that. Um, but like I say, Sporting have got a far tougher group then than what I realised, which makes us definitely not want to double up on Sporting's midfield now. The thing is, though, Dortmund are so bad at the back. Like, I'm looking at that 8 million midfielder going, well, he's all right, isn't he? Like, yeah. When you look at who else is around him, although... I mean, if Ferran Torres hadn't played a thousand minutes this weekend for Spain, he's seven and a half million as a midfielder. And that's nice. And I think Gundawan's seven. So there are a few people tempting me. Musiala plays on the first day, which is such a punty six and a half, but his upside could be so good. Because I don't fancy Barcelona at all. No, I... no especially not against Bayern, who obviously probably in their prime, like, as, as a team. Yeah. Like, they're probably also were, like, five, five, six years ago. Like, everyone probably fears playing Bayern Munich. Whereas in Europe now, people will probably look at Barcelona and think, you're not really what you are. It's very obvious that they're kind of like a wounded, wounded lion who can just be battered, really. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Any anything else on that team, Aaron? Um, the only thing I'd probably bring up is, uh, I think it's because we have to. There's there's no Man City or PSG players. Um, and I think both of them have good match day one games. I think they're against each other in match day two, which yeah, obviously isn't ideal. Match day two, isn't it? But Messi, Mbappe, Neymar. Obviously, I don't think they've all played. A, together yet but 
against Bruges, first game. Are, are, are any of them strikers droppable for any of PSG attackers, or are you pretty set with them three? I mean, in an ideal world, I would just get rid of my midfield completely and kind of buy buy a Messi or a Neymar, to be honest. But like, like <laughs> I said, it's I know you obviously I mentioned fixtures before, but again, the the guys that I've picked in my team are ones who seem to have either a consistently easy group or like have maybe a dodgy first fixture like Lewandowski, but then after that, it's fairly plain sailing. Um. Because I don't want to have to do too much manoeuvring. I don't want to feel pressured to hit a limitless or a or a normal wild card, just because I've got like two or three players who are fairly decent, but have got a, a bit of a dodgy fixture coming up. Whereas these guys are all fairly fairly good players, and have got nice steady fixtures where they could pick up points, and I can concentrate a bit more on fires to put out really. I agree with you, Matt. I think Man City's group isn't very nice. It, I, th- I think the first game against Bruges for PSG is really good. I've got Hakimi. And I, th- I think defensively, not too bad. Like, I can get Hakimi out match day two if I really want against Man City. Although, I can definitely see him ruining whoever's playing left side for Man City as well. So, it's not not too much of a problem. And I think you'll do all right defensively against Leipzig. But I think other than to attack a poor Bruges defence, I don't think Leipzig are going to give a lot away. I don't think Man City are going to give a lot away. And I don't think PSG are going to give a lot away. So 11 million is a very, very pretty penny for a player like Messi or 10 and a half million for Mbappe. When How many goals are we expecting these guys to get against this calibre of team? You know, Leipzig, what, are they being quarter-finalists? And semi-finalists back to back, well, semi then quarters. I think it was. Um, we've obviously got Man City who got all the way at the final, PSG all the way at the final the year before. These none of these teams are mugs. Really, really strong teams. Do we expect these kind of players to be getting a point for mil- per million in that group compared to the three forwards that we've got? I mean, Ronaldo, Haaland, and Lewandowski can get more in one game, I reckon, than some of these can in the entire group. By the time when you consider just how tricky those fixtures are, I think defensively for Man City and for PSG, they're not bad to go to at all because I think the games will be fairly tight. Watch it be 5 5 now. Um, but, but yeah, I, I totally agree with your thinking on, on trying to really optimize the fixtures. Yeah, the only reason I asked was because Lewandowski currently is 16% owned probably because he's the most expensive striker, but Messi is 30%, Mbappe is 25 mm. And obviously Mbappe is a whole million cheaper than Lewandowski. So um, it's obviously the consensus with everyone else seems to be targeting PSG forwards. So it's just interesting getting more views on that. Yeah. I think we've lost him. Oh, Matt, Matt, we we'll love you. Where are you going? He's gone. He's gone. Well, Matt seems to have dropped out. Uh, that's, to be fair, I think that was pretty much the end of it anyway. So, um, Matt, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, here he is. He's back. Sorry, my internet seemed to go funny He's there. back. <laughs> well, I think that was yeah. the end of it anyway, Matt. Yay. Um, mate, thank you so much for coming on. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, if 
you ever want to come back on, just give us a shout. You're always welcome. Oh, that's very kind of you. Thank you. And uh, where... Oops, say that again. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. It's been great. Oh, not a problem, mate. And um, you're a part of our actual Champions League this year. We are running an actual Champions League group stages knockout. So that'll be interesting. We'll be featuring those in our review podcasts. Aaron, as ever, thanks for jumping on as well. And we will be back for some more group previews throughout the week and weekend. And we've got Kevin Wolf on uh, on a live stream on Monday. Uh, that should be around 3pm. So hopefully a bit more of a palatable time for uh, for people living abroad as well. So Matt, again, thank you so much, mate. Aaron, cheers, and we'll see you all next time. Bye now.